0: Hello, my name is David Lambert. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast today. We believe that this message will be a blessing to you and your family. So stay tuned for a wonderful message and thank you for tuning in. Well, um, I'm talking to you about taking authority. We hit on it last week. And I want to continue on that. And uh, really, uh, the key to taking authority, or, or what, let me just explain to you what authority is, because I don't think I really went into it that much of a detail. We we're we were going to try to go a little bit more detailed into it. Authority is delegated power. Somebody say delegated power. Delegated power. Now, you know, you could see a policeman. And he could be out there directing traffic. You know, he can stop, you know, a truck by holding up his hand. But, you know, really, he doesn't have the power to stop that truck. That truck still could run over him. That truck really has the person driving that truck or driving the vehicle has more power behind them in the car. But he has the whole city behind him. He has the whole government behind him. So he has delegated authority. Amen. That's delegated authority. Same thing with, with us. Um, all you know, if you're a Christian, you become you have, you, you receive Jesus as your personal Savior. Uh, what happens is you have all heaven for you, and so you have the backing of heaven. And um, and so I think sometimes we think uh, that if you know if we're going through a problem, we just pray God remove this problem, and or maybe the devil's harassing us and. You know, I'm going to say this. The biggest lie that the, that the devil has played on mankind is that he doesn't exist. That's right. That's right. Okay? If he can get you in the camp that he doesn't exist, then you're not going to fight him. You're going to think everything's from God. That's right. You can think everything's coming at you. God is ordaining everything. And God's not ordaining everything. That's right. Right. Amen? God, God's not ordaining the car accident, he's not behind the car accident. That's right. Now, you know, some good could come out of it, whatever the the devil means for harm, God can turn for good, but God's not behind everything that happens. And we have to get a clue here that, you know, that all good gifts, the Bible says in James 1, 7, I believe, all good gifts comes from God above. So an accident, a car accident is not a good gift. Amen. God's trying to save people's lives, not kill people. Amen. And so we get this idea that God's in everything. And so really uh, in John 10 uh, is the, uh, John 10, 10 is the dividing line of the Bible. It actually says, Jesus is speaking. He said, it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So the thief, who is the thief? Okay. Uh, And so it's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it less more abundantly. So, really, what I like about that is it, it shows you that, that, you know, the job description of Jesus is give us life and life more abundantly, and the job description of the devil is to destroy our lives. And so, really, if it's bad, it's the enemy. If it's, if it's negative, if something's coming against us, a lot of times it's the enemy. Amen? Of course, we don't want to blame the devil for everything, because sometimes we do it. That's right. Sometimes we open the door. Uh, let's just get honest. That's right. Can we get honest today? <laughs> sometimes we open the door. And so we know that sometimes we, out of our own weaknesses, we open the door for the enemy coming and then we try to blame the devil for it. That's right. That's right. I don't know why all this is coming on me, you know, I haven't been church for you know, so long and I haven't even been reading my Bible and now I got all these problems. Well, you know, you know, there's something that we got to do. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, "There's something you got to do. do." And so we got We got to do something. Um, now it's not always the devil, but let's look at this because I don't want to. Uh, we don't want to glorify the devil. We want to glorify Jesus. Amen. But know this: that the devil is the invisible man that's trying to destroy our lives. Right. And he, he he comes against us in so many different ways. But look at um, look at uh, Ephesians six verse ten. I hit on it last week. But it says here. Uh, finally, my brethren, this is Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. His might. Oh, I got the reverse translation this morning. Let me fix that. Uh, uh, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the power of his might. You don't have to be strong in yourself. You know, what the enemy will try to make some of us think is, well, I'm, I'm a strong person, I can handle... Listen, you're no match against the devil in your own power. You're no match against him in your own power. Jesus was no match against the devil in his own power. Jesus had to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. He was a man anointed by the Holy Ghost, right? But Jesus had to rely on the Holy Spirit. He had to rely on the leading of His Father. And so, you know, nobody's a match for the devil, you know, if we're trying to fight Him in our own power and in our own strength. But that's where we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We have to put our strength in Him. Amen? Amen. And it says here, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And look at this, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. See, a lot of times this is what the enemy likes to do. I don't know if you guys, any practical jokers in here? Anybody likes to play practical jokes? Anybody? we got a couple. I'll stay away from you guys. But anyway, um, have you ever, you know, in high school or maybe in junior high, or oh, yeah. have you ever seen on TV where they put like uh, where they would tap somebody on a on a, if you're walking in with a, a bunch of crowd you may hit somebody on the head or tap and then you move out of the way and hopefully that person thinks it's somebody else doing it. Have you ever done that? In school we used to go shack. We used to say shack. We would sh- a shack was an elbow in the back. And um, I don't know if anybody remember that or not, but we used to that. So I would shack somebody and then move real quick and it'd make it look like somebody else did the shack. And then that person would get mad at that person. You know, wasn't the person that did it. Do you know what I'm saying? Or, you, you know, Or you, you ever tap somebody on the shoulder and they move? And, yeah, what do you want? I didn't do anything. I didn't tap. So, so, so this is how the enemy works. He will, he, will, um, he, he will move on. He can move on somebody. Um, and to get, get them to do something negative to you, And then he moves out of the way, and you look at them, but it's really the spirit behind them that's doing it. Hello. If I'm talking Amen. to anybody today, Amen. you know, there's a, you know, there, you know, we're not in here by ourselves. You thank God we have the Holy Spirit and thank God the Holy Spirit's leading this church and leading each one of us, guiding us in all truth. But there's a devil out here that's trying to coerce us and try to tempt us and tries to, tries to get us to go the wrong way. And so here where it says here, our fight is not against flesh and blood. We're not coming against people. We should never come against people. It's the spirit of behind those people that's causing them to do things. That's the reason why that should make it easy for us to, you know, walk in love and forgiveness. Amen. That's right. That's amen. a good amen. <laughs> because, because people yield to wrong spirits at times. Have you ever li- yielded to a wrong spirit? If you say no, I, I'm call, I'll have an altar call for liars right now. But anyway... Have you ever yielded to a, a spirit of anger? Or, yes. Yes. Amen. And, you know, have you ever yielded to fear? Yes. You know, the Bible calls fear a spirit of fear. That's right. If you ever yield it to fear, that could be a spirit yeah. working against us. Right. Amen. And so we, we have to be aware of these things. Realize again that, you know, the devil's not behind everything bad, but he's very closely connected to it. That's right. <laughs> he's very closely connected to whatever bad is going on. And so, you know, even Jesus, you know, if you study out the miracles of Jesus, you'll find that, and, and especially when He was healing people, I don't know what, you know, I was going to count it up, but I'm not too sure how many people He just healed by the Word, and how many people He had to cast out a spirit to heal. Amen. Do you know He healed two ways? Amen. He cast out a spirit to heal people? Did, were you aware of that? Amen. And He also healed by speaking the Word. Now, He always spoke the Word, but sometimes there was a spirit that was working against that person. And so, listen, you can't discipline a demon. And you can't cast out the flesh. Can I say? In other words... You know, so I remember listening to one, this one story of this one young man, and he was having problems with his flesh. He was having problems with, you know, he was young, you know. He was checking out the girls, you know. And uh, he was just having problems. He went to the preacher and said, I got, I got issues. I, I, I think I got a spirit on me. I, can you cast this spirit? It's a spirit of lust. And the preacher was about ready, you know, he said, let me just pray for you. And then he stopped, and the Spirit of the Lord revealed to the preacher that it's not lust. He, he doesn't have a, I mean, it's not a spirit, it's, it, it's, a lust, it's a lust problem, it's a discipline problem. And so really what this man needed to do was discipline his eyes and discipline his thoughts. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So it wasn't a spirit issue or an, an unclean spirit driving this person, it was a spirit, you know, his own lust. And so what we need to do is we need to know the difference Sometimes it's hard, to tell the, it's, it's hard to tell the difference. I'm going to say this, that um, a lot of people won't like this, but if you yield to uh, your flesh long enough, it can open the door f- for a spirit to operate. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. And then that's where you need deliverance. If we continue to open ourselves to uh, anything and everything, uh, it will open the door for a spirit to work in us, And those things are called addictions. You know what I'm talking about? That's why you got to be very careful what you look at, what you listen to. There's a little song, you know, that goes in the children's church. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. (laughs) And then it goes, be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Be careful what you see and what you hear. (laughs) You know. And uh, I got it kind of. I'm glad I'm not in children's church today. But anyway, the children would have me down. man, would be crucifying me over there. That's not how it goes. But anyway, uh, so we have to be very careful that we're not yielding our members uh, to uh, just anything and everything. So you're a Christian, but Amen. you have to start acting like a... Amen. 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 We have to start acting like Christians. Amen. Amen. And so, but if we don't, remember, uh, there's a, a place in, in, the, in the Gospels where Jesus healed this man. And then he said to the man, he gave, he gave this man some directions after he healed him. He said, he said, don't go back into sin lest something worse come upon you. So if God heals you or delivers you or sets you free from something, DON'T GO BACK INTO THAT THING, BECAUSE IT COULD BE WORSE. THAT'S WHY BACKSLIDERS SOMETIMES END UP BEING A LOT WORSE OFF THAN BEFORE THEY STARTED WALKING WITH GOD. Why? Because when you receive Christ, the capacity of what you receive it, it enlarges. Christ is big. And have, and then uh, then you start going back to the world. You've got to fill up this bigness. And if it's not being filled up with the Word and with the Lord, you're going to fill it up with a lot of junk. That's right. does, anybody, does anybody know what I'm talking about? And these people, has anybody known a backslider? It seems like that they were worse before they got Jesus in their life. Well, Jesus said, you know, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, you know, and if that man doesn't fill himself up with the Word and with the Lord, then seven other spirits will come back and make that man worse. He'll come back and try to control that man. Can a wrong spirit control a Christian? Yes. Like one person said this, he said, uh, I was asking this minister that's been around for a long time and he, he was really good at, at you know, he, he knew his business as in casting out demons and all that. And that's part of what we're supposed to be doing, by the way. I know it's not popular, <laughs> but... And, um, and so he... Uh, I forgot my husband I thought of. And so, where was I at? Okay, well, I'll just put that one on the shelf. <laughs> um, it'll come back to me. But anyway, Amen. take authority over confusion. One of the things that we need to do, as is, this, is um, this is good too, the enemy, whenever we're doing anything for the Lord, it's good to pray before we do it. That's right. You know, it's, it's good to take authority. We have people that do accounting in our church, and part of what they do is they take authority over confusion. Why? Because the devil try- doesn't want you doing the work of the Lord. Amen. So he's going to try to get you confused. Amen? And so let's look at this. Let's, um, let's go to Ephesians 1, 19 through 21. And when we, let's look at this because really our authority, uh, especially the whole book of Ephesians, I'm going to boil it down to, to a couple of scriptures. Isn't that nice? So you don't have to read the whole book. But anyway, remember I told you last week your homework assignment was to read the book of Ephesians? I'm not going to ask how many did, okay? (laughs) Amen. Okay, we got a couple of hands, amen? But just remember, that could be pride if you're raising your hand. Okay. (laughs) And we don't want to be up. And that's another door opener for the enemy to work. Pride, right? Remember what the middle letter of pride is, right? I. I right, okay. And so Ephesians 1, and look at uh, Ephesians 1, look at verse 19 through 21. And this is basically the, uh, the, the, prayer, the prayer that Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus. And, but this is a prayer that you should be praying to. This is in chapter 1. Uh, and this is at the end of the prayer, and I believe the prayer starts at verse 17, and works its way down, and here in Ephesians 1, 19 through 21, remember last week I told you that if you start praying these prayers uh, in chapter 1 and chapter 3, chapter 3 starts in, in verse 14, uh, for, you, for yourself you will grow spiritually, God wants us growing spiritually, and also if you have family members, uh, anybody have any family members that, that they're in church but they just don't get it yet? You know they might be saved, but they're just not really in there like they need to be. Yeah. Start praying over these these prayers over them, for, for so they can so their eyes can be open to truth. Yeah. Yeah. Start doing that. In other words, put your faith in action. You know, just don't talk about oh those. Don't, a lot of times the, the the our flesh wants to talk about what people aren't doing in God. Why don't we pray for them instead of talk about what they're not doing? Okay, that's going big today. Uh, we need to pray for them in, instead of criticize them and pray that God will reveal more truth to them. Amen? Because hot shot, you might not be that hot yourself. Okay. Amen. Amen. You may not think you got it all together yourself. You think you do. Somebody, can somebody say pride? Okay cried. Uh, look at Ephesians 1, 19. This is good because this is where we're, this is, where Christ, this is what happened through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it says, uh, and what is uh, talking about, what is the exceeding greatness of his power, it's, in, it's towards the end of the prayer for, for the church of Ephesus. Uh, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believes according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead." And so, really, God worked a mighty power raising Jesus from the dead. And Jesus did descend into the lower parts of the earth, the Bible says. I believe that He actually ended up in hell. And I believe that He tasted hell for us. I believe that He did. Some people don't, but I believe He did, because, so we wouldn't have to. And He may have tasted it just a little bit, but He tasted hell for a little bit until, you know, He turned on the light in hell, and they got nervous, and God raised them from the dead. Amen? Amen. And so that, you know, so Jesus had to look like a sinner on the cross for even, for even the devil in hell to receive Him. Have you ever thought about that? He had to look like He was despised by the Almighty. And He did. He was despised, the Bible says, He looked like a sinner up on the cross. He looked worse than a sinner, and so the devil said, oh, he must have done something wrong. Let's receive Him into hell, right? And as soon as he got down in hell, he turned on the light, and they scattered like roaches. That's right. Right? That's right? And Jesus was raised. Amen. Now, it was a mighty power that God did, because you know that, that the demons tried to do everything they could to, to hold him down in hell, but they couldn't do it. Amen. And I'm going to say this, the devil can't hold you down either. No matter, it feels like you got a, you got a legion of devils, against you they can't hold you down because the greater one abides in you do you believe that this morning and so here it's saying here according to his mighty power he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above somebody say far above above. all principality (laughs) and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. So we see here that when, uh, when God exalted Jesus, He raised Him up, and so He's above all these principalities, wicked spirits in the heavenly places that we just read about in Ephesians 6. He's above that. Right. Now, you know, that's where Jesus is at, and He's actually seated at the right hand of the Father, which means that it's the right hand of power. Right. So, Jesus is there, and, and He's the head, and we're the body. Where do you think we're at? We're down here on earth suffering, Pastor. Now, positionally, we're, we're seated in heavenly places. Really? How come I don't feel like... It doesn't go by feelings. Right. It's go by, it goes by believing. you got to believe. Amen? Say, believe. believe. Now, Ephesians 2, uh, verse 4 through 6, it says here, but, uh, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love, which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that's where we're at in the body. We're seated in heavenly places. A lot of times, you know, when, we're, when we hear a message about the devil, or sometimes we, we hear, man, we really got to be on guard. Uh, I even hear people, you know, they, they, get, they get a misunderstanding that, you know, sometimes they get militant. Sometimes you hear of the militant church. And what the militant church does is, is they would get their fatigues on, and they would just yell at the devil in tongues, right? And uh, I, I don't know if that's, that's not really scriptural. The devil's been defeated 2,000 years ago. Right, yeah. And praying in tongues is, is for your edification. That's right. It's to build you, build you up, <laughs> amen? Right. But it's not designed. Now, sometimes you may, when you're praying in the Spirit, and if you work in, in operating a prophetic gift, you could be saying some things... In a more authoritative tone, and you could be binding some things up. I'm not saying that you don't when the Holy Spirit comes on you, but the but the but the gift of praying in tongues is an edification gift. It's designed to build you up, building yourself up on your most holy faith. I remember hearing one person saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to have a, 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 a prayer meeting and we're going to war against the devil tonight." You know, and I said, "Poor man, he doesn't know," <laughs> you know. And, uh, and so, again, you don't need to yell at the devil. That's right. That's right. Amen. Okay? But you, you, you need to know your authority in Christ. Amen. You know, I, I heard this story, and we need to get serious, because if you're not serious about the attack that's coming on your life, then I don't know, you know, the Bible says it's the fervent prayer of a righteous man that makes tremendous power available. So you have to be fervent and coming against whatever's trying to destroy your life. And if you're laxy-daisy in it, I don't know if you're going to escape that thing. you got to be fervent in getting that thing out of your life. Amen? It's like this story I heard about, uh, that, that this, it was back in the 40s, this lady was uh, going to the bus stop, and her little dog followed after her. I guess they had, her house probably had one of those little cutouts in the door where the dog can go in and out. And, uh, and the dog kept following the, little, the, the lady and the lady said, now you need to go back home, you need to go back home. And, uh, and the dog just went and go back home. And finally the lady got exasperated, stomped her foot and said, go now. And that dog turned around, tucked his tail and ran. And sometimes that's what we need to, how we need to handle the devil. Get behind me, Satan. Amen. Hallelujah. Right yes. Get behind me in Jesus name. Oppression, depression, get behind me.. Fear, get behind me. That's right amen In Jesus name. So we have to do this and I think sometimes we think, well, if we don't bother the devil, then the devil's not going to bother us. Oh well, sorry to tell you, but the devil's gonna—he's gonna be here until until Jesus comes back and throws him into the bottomless pit and chains him up. But until then, you know, we have something to do. Look at your neighbor. And say you have, to do. you have something to do. And you know what we have to do is enforce his defeat. Uh, in Colossians 1.13, you don't have to go there. You can listen. It says that that um, he that the Lord has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into his, his kingdom of His dear Son. So, as a Christian, you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Uh, you are delivered out of the power of darkness, and you have been translated into the kingdom of light. Uh, in Colossians 2.15, it says that Jesus disarmed principalities and powers, and He made a public spectacle of them, triumphant over them in it. In the book yes. of Revelation, it says that Jesus took the keys of death and hell away from the devil. Yes. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we are the triumphant church. Yes. We're not just the barely get along church, barely making it church. Yes. We're, not, we're not that. We're, we are the triumphant church. Yes. God's called us to be triumphant. Yes. Amen. And so, you know, how, you know, if Jesus is the head or the body, a lot of times we think, you know, we think that, that Jesus can get along without us. You can't get along without your body. That's right. I'm going to say this. Jesus needs you. That's right. So, you know, we get this idea. Oh, Jesus doesn't really need me. He needs a body to work through. What are you talking about? I'm insignificant, I'm, I'm, I'm the baby toe in the body of Christ. But you're, you're still on top of the devil's head, even if you're the baby toe. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing, even if you're the baby toe, you're still, you're still stomping his head down. Amen. He's, because he's under your feet. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song? Under my feet. Now my victory is complete. Jesus spoiled principalities, made a show of him openly. He's under my feet. The devil's under, the devil's under my feet. Poverty is under my feet. Oh, <laughs> you know? you Amen. Where are hear these old songs? Yeah. Aren't you glad that I can sing a tune? Amen. Amen. I always wanted to be a singer. Amen. But God didn't give me that gift, but I can make a joyful noise. I sound a lot better in the shower. Amen. <laughs> amen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. we never like to end our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now and you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me, say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the father. Jesus, I'm trusting you for my life today. I receive you today as my Lord and savior. Thank you for saving me in Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.sealifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.